When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Caucasian cat, stop. Don't touch that. Um, where was I? I feel my lips whisper, I love you. My heart will not be true. I'll be loving you every time. I love Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast. I'm your host, Solomon Ray. Beautiful vocal rendition um, of If I Love Again by Judy Garland. I don't even know who really originated that song, but Judy really, really fucking sends it to the moon and back. Like, I don't really want to get started on this because I'm already an emotional girl right now. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I'm so emotional, but definitely emotional girl in an emotional world. Um, If you guys haven't seen, side note, I feel like I've talked about this a million and one times before, but the Renee Zellweger movie, Judy, is so fucking good. Literally, so bomb. You guys need to watch it. Um, There's also... 
ABC made-for-TV movie, like a two-part thing called Me and My Shadows, which is really, really fabulous. But Judy, by with starring Renee Zellweger, it's, it's basically the last months of basically Jude, Judy's life. And she's in London and doing a couple shows. And it kind of, it's just that small little area in Judy's life. And it's so, so good. It's If you ever need like a good cry, you know, like a good cry, that is the movie to go to. It's not like a still Magnolia's cry. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a Beaches cry, but it's like a, honestly, bitch, it's like a Britney Spears cry. Yeah. Um, we'll get into this later, but I'm, I just finished Britney's book yet last night. And bitch, when I tell you the last half of the book, I was weeping. It's one of those to where you're just like, you just feel for the person. Or maybe it's just me because I've been feeling like very empathetic. Like I'd be like, bitch, Judy, your pain is my pain, bitch. Your pain is my pain, Judy. It's really no shade, but it's crazy. Hold on. Let me see. Age, Judy Garland, death. Bitch, she died at 47. I'm not even trying to laugh. That's not even, that's actually 1,000% not funny. Wait. <laughs> no, because I really thought she was, in my mind, I know every time I look this up, I'm like always amazed that she died at 47. But in my mind, I just be feeling like she was in her 60s or something, which is still hella young. But 47 is crazy old to die. That's nuts. 47. Damn, Judy. Really, some of the best movies. Um, I've said this before time and time again, but Meet Me in St. Louis is the best Christmas movie of all time. I watch it every year and weep and weep. <sighs> Anyways, we got to get into the show. Um. First things first, I want to give a shout out to the girls who've rated and reviewed this show, this podcast, five stars and five stars only. We don't have any reviews this week, and that's fine. That's fine. You already know. Three strikes, you're out. This is strike one. We're good. But um, I do want to give a shout out and thank the people who have previously rated and reviewed this podcast, five stars and five stars only. I really do appreciate it. I also really want to give a shout out and thank you guys um, people who have been listening to the Life in Progress podcast that I have with Tia and I, um, <clears throat> the, we're, you know, I don't want to say like we're just kind of getting into the swing of things, but like we got our sound going good. We're getting into the swing of like, um, the format of the show. So I really appreciate you guys for tuning in to that. What else? Um, y'all already know, y'all already know. See, look, right. You already know where I'm about to go with this. You already know where I'm about to go with this. It's so crazy that you already know where I'm about to go with this. Exactly. Did you do it? Did you do it yet? Did Did you? Okay. So for those who didn't yet, it's time to do it. See, that's the funny thing. That's the reason why I fucks with y'all. Because I can say that and y'all don't even have to ask me what I'm talking about. You already know what you need to do. You, don't wait to the last minute now. Don't wait till they're all said and gone. Don't wait till after Christmas. You don't want to do it. I'm letting you know. 
This is a one-time, it's really a once-in-a-lifetime thing, really. Honestly, I'm not even really trying to gas it like that, but it's really like a once, it ain't happening too often. And I'm being very, I'm really the generous queen for this holiday season. So, y'all already know what to do. Y'all already know the website. I don't, I don't even have to tell you. I don't even have to tell you. You already know where you need, what you need to be doing. You know, you need to get right with the Lord first and foremost. That's already, that. see, that's where y'all already got it wrong. That's where y'all, that's the first thing y'all need to do. And then when you get right with the Lord, you wouldn't need, I wouldn't even have to remind y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, you already know the website. You already know where to go. You already know what to do, okay? Speaking of, um, those pre-orders will start going out end of next week. Um, I just got the holiday greeting card um, sent to me. It's a few thousand, and I got to sign them all. Um, So I'm going to spend like this week signing them and just kind of prepping the orders. I'm waiting for one more thing to come in. And like I said, those holiday gift sets will be going out as soon as next week, end of next week. Um, So if you haven't placed your pre-orders, feel free to do so today. Go to sawraybeauty.com, get your holiday glow gift set. It's it's the whole skincare collection. Plus free shipping, plus a free gift, plus a travel size bag, plus the holiday greeting card. It doesn't get any better than that. I don't even like, it's... It's not even, and you know what? Hold on. I'm not really trying to tear anybody else's businesses down. I'm really not. Not really. I mean, inadvertently in the process, I am. But the thing is, there's this one company that I guess is my competition. See, I don't really be viewing it like that. Like, it's really no shit. I'm not really trying to toot it off like that. But I don't really be viewing nobody as my competition because what you do ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really trying to toot it like that, but I haven't found one product on the market that is a rival or can go against my collagen serum. It's really not. It's not. Nobody has the epidermal growth factor in their shit. They don't. I do. You know, they could do it. They just choose not to. Again, they need to get right with the Lord. But even the Coochie Clorox, Ain't nobody got fucking Sim White. I don't know if you guys are familiar with, of course you guys are familiar, but like, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys are familiar that Azealia Banks has a um, a soap that you use to wash on your coochie and wash on your booty hole, and it lightens and brightens and tightens. So her and I have been talking about kind of collaborating together. She texted me, maybe like now, it's like two, three weeks ago. Um, but she was like, her and I were just talking and whatever. And she was like, yo, the fact that you got Sim White in your Coochie Clorox is crazy. Like that's such an expensive ingredient. It's such a good ingredient and the girls aren't using it. And I don't know why I said, girl, listen, you can, you can lead the girls to water, bitch, but you can't make them hoes drink. And again, they ain't right with the Lord. So, but, uh, I am blessed and highly favored, so I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. And he told me to put that Sim White in the Coochie Clorox. He told me to put the epidermal growth factor in the collagen serum, okay? He told me that. He told me. So, I'm just, 
you know, the girl, like, so when the girls be like, oh, it's competition, I'm like, I don't really see it like that. And it's really no shade. I love their products. I love what they do or whatever. But <clears throat> Serena was like, oh, look what they're doing this year. They've never done um, a travel size tote. And I was like, oh, not them doing a travel size tote, which is not new. That's not like a new thing. But for but they've never done like a holiday set. So this year they're doing a holiday set. But guess what? They're, they're, they don't give them y'all the whole skincare line. They're only giving three skincare items and travel size items, miniatures. And it's more expensive than my product. That's that's actually the funny thing. Bitch, my holiday glow gift set, bitch, you're getting the whole fucking skincare line. Full sizes. The full sizes, Greg. Plus a free gift. Plus free shipping. Plus the travel size bag. Plus the greeting card. Bitch, I don't even think my family going to get that greeting card. No shade. I don't think I even ordered enough extra even for my family. It's really, lo like, for real, it's really, um, I only ordered enough for the pre-order. So even my family ain't going to get that um, holiday greeting card. They better go on SawRayBeauty.com. <laughs> They better go on SawRayBeauty.com. You know what's so funny? My mom um, <clears throat> is crazy. Like, I feel like my mom is, I don't know how to put this. She would be like, like, like a sales rep, if you think. Like, I feel like my mom's now like a sales rep for me. Whereas all her girlfriends... All my family members, every like when I tell you, like I'm not even joking. Everybody in my family, like it started off with my mom, clearly, because me and my mom is thick as thieves and we just be trying shit all the time. We started using my face wash and my collagen serum. Then, you know, it was my then my immediate family. My my dad uses it. He uses um the face wash, the eye brightening, I mean the face brightening cream and I want to say that's all he uses um because he you know he's a guy and he ain't trying to do a million and one steps but it's real I'm not trying to throw my dad under the bus but my dad didn't have no skincare routine you know what I'm saying he's just a regular regular guy who I hate saying this because this pisses me off but he would take that bar of soap and wash his face and you know I've always cringed, but now I got my dad on a sickening face wash and a face cream. So it's like, girl, just baby steps, baby steps. As a matter of fact, they was on a little trip over the weekend, and my mom was like, oh, no, I left my um, my face wash at the house. And he was like, don't worry, I got me a face wash. And so they, she was like, oh, thank God my dad has, you know, a face wash. And she said she went to go um, use his face cream. It's, it was all out. And he was he threw it away. And she was like, make sure you check to make sure there, there's more cream in there. And sure enough, it was done. But needless to say, my mom now has everybody, all my cousins, my great, great aunties, great, like my whole family is really using Saw Ray Beauty. And <laughs> it's a very surreal experience because... I mean, I do suffer from, um, what's that shit called? Imposter syndrome, where you kind of don't 
um, you kind of don't really believe in yourself in a way. Like, you don't really think you're great at something. You think that, like, you know, like, if let's, okay, so it's, what the fuck? Um, let's say you invented something and you're in a room full of other inventors. Everyone is saying your invention is great and everyone else's invention is great, but you feel like you don't belong in that room. Does that make sense? Like, I just don't, like, I know my products are good. I use my products. That's all I use exclusively is my products. But I think when it gets to the point where, like, even, like, family and friends is, like, calling me up, like, bitch, when that, when, when is the, the face wash coming in stock? You got any more hiding? You got, and I'm like, bitch, is this crack? You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a good feeling, but it's also very surreal. But needless to say, my mom be out there. She be promoting, child. And then she get mad. And then she gonna get mad. Hold on. Hold on. But wait. And then Lavelle gonna get mad because um, she called me the other day. She said, yeah, your auntie wants it. And she's trying to, she's waiting for the restock of the face wash. So I gave her mine. And da, 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 da. And I just come to find out she had all these other ones already before you gave her I she's, he, she was like I guess you gave her a few a few months ago and here I am I don't even have any I said well lady ain't nobody told you to be giving away your good stock okay I'll be supplying you and you be handing it out like it's candy that is on you miss mamas that is your fault I be giving you the goods you have an endless supply and you be handing it out you be seeing people family and friends and be handing it out and that's why you don't have no product and they do we got like you know what i'm saying like how you how you mad my auntie got a face wash and you don't how you mad my dad got a face wash and you don't lady i give you ample amount of product Every time you come to my house, I'm giving you more and more product. What are you doing with it? Oh, exactly. You are handing it out to the girls, which I appreciate the promotion, the street team. My mom's really a street team. She's really a, st a street team. But it's like, girl, you giving away the product. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep some for yourself. You can't be telling people what you got. Okay? You got to hide it. Especially... The um the five ounce face wash, them ain't coming back. I'm not trying to be shady, but they're not. The new face washes coming moving forward are 3.4 ounces, just so that I can keep everything on the website moving forward, um, travel friendly. But girl, needless to say, it's it's a really good feeling nonetheless that my family is um all using it. My sister uses it. Like when I tell you everybody I know uses my products and I don't know what it is it's just a really surreal experience I think you know I think when I doing jewelry it was also kind of like oh my god some of my cousins were wearing my jewelry but then the skincare the fact that I guess it's so universal um and it yields great results I think it's I don't know just it's kind of um just surreal that my family is all, and I'm talking about all ages. You know, I got my auntie and uncles, they damn near 80-something years old. I'm like, what? But they be using it, you know? I mean, 
it's really it's really no shade. I'm not really trying to throw nobody under the bus, but baby. They do say black don't crack. And I do believe that. But girl, sometimes they do crack. Sometimes not not my family though. That hold on, wait. Let me clean it up. Not my family. I'm just saying they look good. So I be looking at them like, um, y'all be over here like trying to thinking that you aging and you're not. <laughs> Did I tell you uh, years ago, I was like, oh, mom, let's go get Botox. I was like, do you want to go get Botox? And she was like, no, no, no. My mom was like, I think I need Botox because she saw me going and getting Botox all the time. And so she was like, oh, I need Botox. And I was like, lady, move your face. And she had one, one wrinkle, one teeny wrinkle between her eyes. Like, you know, the little, um, I think they're called twos or something like that. She, they weren't even twos, bitch. They were ones. She just had one small half an inch wrinkle in between her um her eyebrows when she moved them. I said, lady, please get out of my face, okay? My face moves. It moves a lot. It's a lot going on with my face. I need Botox. You don't. I need my collagen serum. You don't. I need all the anti-aging things possible. You don't. So y'all be stressing me out talking about, oh, I need, it's like, girl, you don't, you don't even need it. Your face is youthful, moisturized, plump. Okay. Anyways, I don't even know how I even got on this topic, but y'all know what to do. Go to sawraybeauty.com, place your orders for your holiday gifts. I, I ain't about to tell you too many more times. Um... Let's see. How was my week? What did I do? Oh, bitch. Started reading the Britney book. So, actually, uh, Monday. Hold on. What I'm drinking some cherry tart. Or, wait. Tart cherry juice with magnesium and a little bit of sparkling water. And this is like my new cocktail at night because I don't drink anymore. Um, it's like my new cocktail and it just makes me, calms me down. So right now I have like my lights dimmed low. There's no other lights on. It's actually 9.30 on a Wednesday night and I'm recording this. And just like a really relaxing moment. I wish you guys could see it. But so anyways, if I start falling asleep on y'all, y'all know why. Um, so Monday I went to, they, Britney's movie Crossroads returned to theaters. So me and my friend William, we went to the screening of that. They had like a little fan event and like a VIP thing that we paid for. So we got, um, a limited edition book, which bitch, I think is just the book child. Um, and a curious perfume which girl I already got like three of them like I literally have three curious perfumes right now and you know what's crazy I really do spray it no I really do spray it I used to carry the um the body splash the <laughs> no but listen I used to carry the body splash and I used to keep that in my car bitch I need to figure out how, where to get that body splash because I know I, you go to Kohl's Calls. Brittany curious. 
Here we go, right there. There the body splash, the mist. Ooh, it's on Amazon for $18. Let me go order this real quick. Cause I'm gonna put I put this in my car and I sprayed in my car and it be smelling good, bitch. Let me put the little it's $14 delivered by Monday. Bitch, I need it tomorrow. Um hold on, sorry, I'm doing like three things at the same time. Let me add this to cart right now before I forget. So anyway, so I be spraying the curious fragrance in my car. Um, but I have like the real fragrance in upstairs, blah, blah, blah. I really do like the fragrance. I think it's a really nice, you know, delectable fragrance. And so anyway, so they gave us that. Um, and so literally I left the movie theater. We left around like 9.30. Literally was speeding home mind you prior to that i got a speeding ticket more on that later so i was, was speeding home to literally start reading the britney book you know so i i mean i needed to read it and i was up to like 3 30 reading it i got halfway through um but yeah earlier that day i got a fucking speeding ticket which honestly allegedly I don't know. Shouldn't talk about this, but needless to say, the officer was a fucking dick. He, I didn't even know he was coming after me, bitch. I just saw like the lights, you know, his lights going off and, but they were going off for a while. I feel anyways, maybe I wasn't paying attention. And so I didn't know he was coming after me. And then I was like, wait, maybe he's coming after me. So then like I um, was at the light. And so then I made a left, and then I went into a parking lot. And he was like, why did it take you so long to pull over? I said, girl, honestly, I didn't even really know you was coming after me like that. I don't, I mean, I'm innocent, so I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't do anything wrong, so why would I believe that you were pulling me over? You know, I was going the speed limit. So I, that's the that's the number one reason why I didn't initially and quickly pull over for you. Because, hello, I'm innocent. <laughs> Duh. And so he was like, well, don't you um, don't you know you have to pull over when you see an ambulance or a fire fi uh, a fire truck with their lights on? I said, yes, I do. But you were neither one of those things. You were not an ambulance, nor are you a firefighter. I mean, fire truck. <laughs> he gagged a little bit and I kind of gagged, too, because I was like, bitch, ugh, don't kill me. Um, <laughs> I was like, let me stop. Because my dad used to always say he said, bitch. If you get pulled over, you need to make sure you pass the attitude check. And you know me, I be giving fever. Fever. I be giving so much fever. So it's like, bitch, I didn't really give too much fever. I think the only little bit of fever I gave was when he was like, don't you pull over when you see... Um, an ambulance or a fire truck? And I said, yeah, but you were neither one of those things. You were not an ambulance, nor are you a fire truck. So I didn't feel the need to pull over. <laughs> um, and then so he was like, is this your address on your registration? And I was like, no, I don't live there anymore. I live somewhere else. And he said, well, you know, you have 15 days to... No, he said, did you know... It was something stupid. Um... He said something, but basically to the tune of like, basically condescending. It was like, you know, you have 15 days to tell the DMV legally that you've updated your address. But the way he worded it, I said, 
he said something and I didn't respond. He was like, he reiterated himself. And I said, um, is that a question or is that a comment? Because the way you worded it, I don't even know. Like, are you asking me a question? Or I said, oh, 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 okay, okay. Question. Okay, gotcha. No, I did not know. Clearly, I did not since you're looking at a document with a different address. So I would imagine that would have answered your question. But, you know, neither here nor there. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, Solomon, don't do it, bitch, because you are, he's going to send you to the pokey. He's going to send you to the pokey. You're about to get locked up, bitch. It's about to be Akon. Like, don't do it, bitch. But he did give me a ticket. He also gave me a ticket for me to, um, he said my tent was too dark. This fucking, like, little dickhole, like, bitch, bitch. So he was like, roll up your windows. Let me see. So he pulled out this fucking device. He went to his car, pulled out this fucking device, and he started measuring the tent on my car. And I'm like, you, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really trying to be, a like, a rude person, really. But how can I put it? When I lay me down to sleep, pray to the Lord my soul to keep. When I lay me down to sleep, bitch, I be sleeping good. <laughs> First off, I be in deep sleeps, thanks to NyQuil. But in this cocktail that I made. But when I go to sleep, I know how I made my money not was not is not only legal but I'm changing people's lives I'm getting people their confidence back you know what I'm saying I'm doing good in that sense like whenever I read my little notes today I read a note from this lady I guess she got in a car accident and she got rear-ended and was in the hospital in September and she started using my um my um, brightening serum to help fade away scars and stuff like that. And it's like, when I read those things, I do not take it fucking for granted. And it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I make my money. By doing good. Being a good person. You know what I'm saying? You make your money checking people's tents. Sitting in a car. Checking like, bitch, I, don't worry about me. Bitch, I wasn't even going that fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine having that type of job. That just seems like, like, I can't, I can't imagine feeling fulfilled in my life by doing that daily. I feel like that would chip away at me. You know, all jokes aside, being serious, I think if I did anything in life where I was not being a positive I don't know, a, a positive aspect in someone's life, I don't think I would be able to do it for that long. I really couldn't. I think if I, every day I was doing something that, even if, let's say, 70% of what I did was good for, you know, improving people's lives, but if 30% wasn't, like, that would not make me feel good. I, I don't think I would feel fulfilled. I don't think I would enjoy it. I think that would eat away at my soul, you know? And of course, you know, life is all about checks and balances and there's, you know, nothing's perfect and there has to be a yin and a yang. So it's not, 
that deep, but I'm very blessed that I don't have to make my money doing that. I really am. Um, yeah, I can't imagine not <clears throat> being, I think I would just always want to just be a positive, you know what I'm saying? Like if I always think like when you're dead and gone, and I know this sounds very morbid, but I'm like, when you're dead and gone, people are going to remember how you made them feel, you know? And I know without a shadow of a goddamn doubt, no one's going to look back on their time on earth with me and be like, oh, Solomon was causing me fucking hell. Unless you're, <laughs> I take that back. Cause there's some people I really do be putting my foot on their neck. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Let me, I mean, I'm talking about like friends and family <laughs> and like, you know, customers, followers, stuff like that. You know, I, I know that they will say I was a positive aspect in their life. And that means a lot to me. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I got a fucking speeding ticket, bitch. Um, but then Monday, I started reading the Britney book. And I started... It's... I don't want to say nothing was shocking, because it really wasn't. It was heartbreaking to read. I think... Um, I already knew everything that was going on, but I think having everything 100% confirmed through her is, is, I don't know, it's just, it's hard to hear. Um, but it was, it's, I think there's an aspect, half of the book towards the end, just like her fight to just do everything for her kids is, was really touching. Um, the fact that people, she, there's a part in the book where she's like, people ask me all the time, how did you keep in this, you know, why didn't you fight harder or why didn't you do this? And she said, I did it for my kids. And I cannot imagine, like, what that feels like. Um, and I was talking to my friend William. I was like, you know what? It's so heartbreaking to read this book. On, on one end, it's heartbreaking and happy because through all that shit, she still manages to find the positivity in things and still keep a light. You know what I'm saying? Like, as much as her light sh is dimmed, it's still a little light there. And that's very inspirational. But I was talking to him. We were like, it sucks because it's like... What's the point of gaining the whole world and being incredibly famous and one of the biggest pop icons of all time if that's what you had to go through afterwards or during? You know, it's like almost like not even, that's not even worth it. What is, what's the point of gaining the whole world if that's what you had to deal with? And the thing that's also really maddening is I cannot for the life, like the thing that I think the thing I can never wrap my head around is like, why? Like, how does a family member, how do, how do, how does your mom and your dad conspire against you? How does your sister, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you do that to your own child? Bitch, 
I would literally fucking lay on a sword before I would ever do anything to harm my children. Not purposely. I would literally lay on a goddamn sword. There'll never be a day, a week, a month, a decade, a year, a millennia, bitch. If I, I don't even know how long I'm going to stay alive, but AI might got something for our ass. And bitch, we might be living to 300, they saying. Bitch, I don't know. But there'll never be a time, as long as there's air in my lungs, that I would ever do anything to hurt my children, my family, my sister, anybody. I just, it's just not, I don't, I don't understand that part. I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. And you know, you know, there's something to say that like, People can have very traumatic childhoods. And <clears throat> you have two choices, I think. And you have the choice to not do the same thing to your kids. And the fact that she is feverishly working to never allow her, never let her kids experience things like that and still manages to, even despite her own family and father hurting her, still manages to actively and fiercely love her children is very, um, very inspirational and moving. Yeah. Because it's like, <clears throat> that, I the average person, I think, would definitely make them harden. And then it's also, like, it's like, how do you even stay alive? Like, how do you keep going? You know, it's, it, I will say, it was definitely rough to read. Um, again, it was, in my opinion, there's nothing, like, majorly shocking. But I think it was just confirming so much that we already knew are we speculating and I don't know it's just kind of very heartbreaking that and you know what's also crazy you don't you, ain't nobody got no bad thing to say about this woman that's the that's actually the crazy thing there ain't nobody that got anything negative to say about this woman no backup you you ain't never had no backup dancer come out of the woodworks and talk about, bitch, I was on tour with Britney Spears and she was a fucking bitch. Never. You ain't never had no fan talk about, oh, I went to a meet and greet and she was a, little, a cunt. No. You ain't never had no tour manager, no A&R, no studio exec, no producer. Ain't not one person come forward and be like, you know what? She was difficult to work with. Not one person. There's never been anything negative that was that's been said about this woman and it's like which not trying to excuse it but if you are at the time one of the biggest pop stars in the world you can have your little diva moments i feel like you know what i'm saying it's not probably it shouldn't be encouraged but 
I believe you earned to be a little diva, have a little diva moment. They all do. She doesn't. You know, like, there's no stories of her doing that. And if anybody could have been a bitch or snapped on someone, especially during the time when you are in a conservatorship for 13 years, it would have been her. And the fact that she didn't is very, I don't know. It's, I, you know, like, when you... <clears throat> I know, like, we have, like, a hard time kind of trying to figure out things that are not tangible, like spirituality or, like, but sometimes there has to be something. There has to be something bigger behind that. Like, how does a person go through all that and still manages to keep a little bit of light? A little bit of their, their spirit has not been broken, you know? Child... Let me change the subject because I'll get to crying. I'm already on the verge as is. So <laughs> I need to just go ahead and change the subject. So I guess I will move right along. The holidays are here. And this holiday season, it's all about doing what matters the most. And that's spending money on ourselves. Previous seasons, we were told, tis the season of giving, of sharing. But what has that garnished us? Disappointment, distrust, and heartache. Each season, we ask our loved ones to delight us in the magic of gift giving by gifting us things we want. And time and time again, we're disappointed. <laughs> I'm sure you're asking yourself, well, Solomon, my man is going to buy me everything I want this season. And to that I say, well, guess what? You're never going to get it. Because see, while you spend all year cooking his meals, washing his dirty drawers, and putting up with his infidelity in the hopes of a shiny, sparkly gift this year, you just end up instead with a dry purse and a wet ass. So this season, let's change that with Saul Ray Beauty. This season is all about us. Fuck that man, fuck them kids, and fuck them bills. Instead, head over to SaulRayBeauty.com and purchase your Holiday Glow gift set. What's in the Holiday Glow gift set, you say? <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought it up because I've been dying to talk about it. You get a full-size collagen serum, a full-size eye brightening cream, a full-size face brightening cream, and a full-size face wash. Wait, but that's not all. It comes delicately packaged in a luxury beige travel tote adorned in gold hardware a 158 dollars value economically priced at only 98 dollars but wait <laughs> that's not all also comes with your my annual holiday greeting card signed by yours truly but again wait that's truly not all act now and you will not only qualify for free domestic shipping but you can pick a free gift either a travel size face wash or an extra eye brightening cream. Simply add desired gift to cart. So again, ignore the demands and cries of them damn kids and that man and put yourself first. It's what you deserve. So head over to SolRayBeauty.com and order your holiday glow gift set today. Now let's get into the show. It's time. For TMZ, TMZ. 
Topics, baby. TMZ. Topics, baby. Topics from TMZ. All right, so let's get into the TMZ topics. Um, but before we do, bitch, I was reading earlier um, that pharmaceutical companies are testing a weight loss shot for kids, children age six and up or something like that. A ph- yep, pharmaceutical companies are testing basically an Ozempic for the, for the little kids. I think that's good. <laughs> Sometimes I wish you guys understood like the reference references that are in my mind. There's a part in there's this iconic iconic radio interview between Wendy Williams and Whitney Houston. And um Whit, Whit, Wendy Williams asked Whitney something to tune and Whitney's like, yeah, I'm dialing back, I'm cutting out my um I'm dialing back on my finances. I'm, you know, cutting out some of the staff and just kind of trimming the budget. And <laughs> Wendy Williams is like, oh, that's good. That's a good thing, Whitney. I mean, that's a good thing, Whitney. And Whitney's like, oh, yay, Wendy approves. <laughs> so that's where I was like, oh, this is a good thing. Pharmaceutical companies testing weight loss shots for children. Like, Honestly, though, I, okay, we're going to get into TMZ topics, but this is something that is actually concerning me clearly more now than ever, but I'm like, I don't, I don't remember kids being overweight growing up. I don't. When I was in school, when I was especially in elementary school, and not even really elementary school, because there was one school when I was in that from K through 8th. We had maybe one or two overweight kids. And, bitch, they wasn't even really overweight, bitch. They was just husky. You know, like, just chunk, like, like chunky, like, just thick. You know what I'm saying? Like, she just got a little extra baby fat. It's not even really. <laughs> it ain't even giving like she's overweight. She's not really giving Humpty Dumpty. She's just giving, you know, a little baby fat. You know what I'm saying? But that was it. You never saw overweight kids. And I feel like I talked about this, but when I was um, Disneyland, maybe like two months ago or whatever, there was so many overweight kids and overweight families, clearly, but overweight kids. And I said, what the fuck is going on? Like, how, how, how is this happening? You know, like, and I'm, okay, before the girls eat me up, I'm not trying to fat shame or nothing. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what is, like, what is happening? Is it a mixture of, the food that we're eating, that it's so processed. That's what everyone's saying because it's so processed and so bad. Um, is it that? Is it also hormones that I guess kids are digesting as well? Because, I, I, bitch, these teenagers, child, these teenagers be kicking your ass in the motherfucking jam, bitch. And it's like, I'm not really trying to toot it off like that, but, bitch, I'm now, like, I'm I'm still like 177, 178, but norm like when I for the for the longest bitch I was pretty skinny and I'm still skinny bitch, <clears throat> but like it took me a long time to put on muscle mass and bitch I don't even have that much <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm not like fucking brolic as hell but 
it took it's been something I've been consistently going to the gym for about 15 plus years. Let me think. Bitch, yeah, like 15, maybe 17 years or so. You know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing these kids who's in high school, and I know they're in high school because they bad. Um, and they brolic as hell. And I'm like, bitch, what are y'all doing? What are y'all feeding these kids? You know what I'm saying? So I, it's very concerning to me. And the reason why it's concerning because I just, um, I'm like, maybe I need to start dialing back on my eating habits now. You know what I'm saying? And and start trying to cook as much more as possible, dialing back on processed foods. Um, and I mean processed foods like trans fats and oils and cheeses and stuff like that. Um, dialing back on that. So that in a few years, my children have better examples in home of ways to eat, which is, and I'm not trying, like, again, I'm not really trying to throw anybody under the bus um, because I didn't grow up in a perfect household, bitch. We didn't eat fucking asparagus and like fucking lean fucking fish and with a wedge of lime, bitch. I mean, a wedge of lemon, bitch. It wasn't like that. You know, we was eating good. We was eating fried chickens, bitch. You know what I'm saying? We was getting my little Happy Meal one or two times a week, bitch. You know what I'm saying? But, um, so my, and I do have a very weird relationship with food. Um, I know I've joked about it before, but in all seriousness, I really do have a really weird, probably very unhealthy relationship with food where it's just weird, bitch. Um, and probably very unhealthy. Um, and I'm like, damn, like, I kind of... So that's why I'm thinking, I'm like, how are these kids getting so big? Is it a mixture of the food that they're eating and they're exposed to? Or is it more of like a lifestyle? You know what I'm saying? Where it's more taught at home, you know? Because think of... I mean, most of us, especially my listeners, we come from black and brown families, bitch. You know, we be eating good, bitch. It's really no shade to the girls who are not black and not brown, but they be eating, they can eat a salad and be happy, bitch. It's really no shade. They be can just be like, oh, this is so delightful and delectable. And it's like, bitch, this, this ain't got no flavor, bitch. You know what I'm saying? They don't be using no seasonings, bitch. They don't be using no salt. But, not to say that they don't eat burgers and be in drive throughs but I think culturally the way we view food is so communal. It comes from such a loving place. It's a comfort. You know, like I'm going Sunday to my cousin's um, house who lives about like 20 minutes north of me. And... The rest of my family will be there. My mom, my dad, and I think my aunts and uncles will be there. And there's, I know there's going to be a lot of food and just tons of, but it's like a, and it's exciting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a good feeling. And so, I don't know. I think it's just interesting to read a headline that we're getting ready to put kids on a weight loss shot injection. And it's like, how can we, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not going 
to fix the problem. That's just going to put a Band-Aid on it. You know what I'm saying? Because that's probably going to teach kids that like, oh, okay, yeah, bitch, like, I can just eat 5,000 calories a day and sit up on this bed and, you know, and play on my iPad or do these video games or whatever the fuck the kids is doing now and, and not give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very interesting to see that that is the call to action instead of, you know, really taking a peek at the food that we're eating. It's honestly very alarming, and I try not to think too much about it. Um, but it is very interesting to see the type of food that us in America, like you, bitch, we allegedly the most richest country, and we so lit, and we're so you know those girls. But it's like, how are we really those girls when we don't even have health care for the girls? You know what I'm saying? We don't even have healthy food for the girls. Not even accessible healthy food for the girls. I joked about it a few weeks ago about like going to McDonald's and it's like, bitch, you can eat good for under $5. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Meanwhile, you peruse your ass in Whole Foods or Sprouts or anywhere else and you trying to get produce and stuff that's fresh and it's going to be $40, $50. And it's like, this is fucking crazy. It's almost better for me to just run through this motherfucking drive through spend less than $5, eat good, be full, bitch. And keep the money in my motherfucking bank account. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like on top of it, and I'm not trying to keep going on on this topic, but it's like, and then you get bullied for being overweight and then you get bullied for not looking a certain way. And it's like, bitch. And then it's like, then you be getting bullied because, oh, bitch, you need to have this much money. And it's like, bitch, I don't have that much money and I can't afford to eat healthy or, you know... And then it's not even really also just about eating healthy. It's like some people don't even have the goddamn time to fucking cook. I mean, honestly, I'm not even really trying to toot it off like that, but I deadass would never be cooking every single day if it wasn't for social media. I'll keep it a buck with y'all. I really wouldn't. I really wouldn't. But every day I'm like, you know what? I get so many views. People love when I cook. My um, engagement is high. It's part of how I run this whole show. Like, let me cook, you know, every day if I can. Otherwise, if if it wasn't for that, bitch, I wouldn't be cooking. I don't have the time. There's a lot of times where I'm like, God damn it. Fuck, I don't want to cook today. I don't. And I know that sounds very, like, disheartening to hear that, like, oh, bitch, you don't. I love your cooking videos, and I didn't know you didn't want to. Once I get started, I'm happy, but it takes a while. I'm like... Damn, bitch, I got to fucking do this shit, cook this food, wash these dishes, bitch, chop this shit up. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes bitches ain't even got time for that shit. Especially if you're a single parent or you got multiple kids and a lot of shit going on. You may not have the time to, you know, fire up a stove, cook, chop, I mean, chop up some stuff, prep the food, cook it. You know what I'm saying? Then wash the dishes and, you know, put away the pots and the pans. And it's, I get it. I get it. So it's just very alarming, even though I thought, I mean, it is kind of a funny headline to think that kids are going to be on those <laughs> Ozempic. But <laughs> it's very fucking alarming. And I'm just praying to my ancestors that I got something in me to make sure that this is never going to be my reality. Um, and if it is my reality, I know how to navigate it. 
for me and my children because that I if I ever get to the point where I have to take my child to the pediatrician and they are telling me my child needs to be injected in their stomach with a weight loss aid, I'm burning everything down. I'm burning everything down. I really am. You will see me mark, march on, on Congress, bitch. Capitol Hill. Wherever the fuck shit be popping off at, bitch. I don't even know. But I'm going to find out. But I'm going to be up in that shit. Okay? I'm like, you know what? I, I got to inject my child with a fucking Ozempic pen, bitch. Something's up. We're, I'm going to have to fight everybody. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to fight. And that's okay. We're, I'm okay with a little bit of fighting. Bitch. It's now going on, what, four years? 2019, 2020, 22, 20. Yeah, it's about to go. Come December, December 26 will be four years the last time I've been in a physical altercation. I'm about due for one, okay? So, bitch, cautionary tale to the girls. Don't get too out of line. All right, so let's get into these TMZ topics. Um, Main mass shooting, bitch. Gunman opens fire at bowling alley, bitch. I can't read this. I'm just too emotional. I can't read this right now. Um, At least 22 people dead, bitch. A gunman went on a deadly shooting rampage at a bowling alley in Maine, killing at least 16 and injuring dozens more. And the suspect is still on the loose. The mass shooting went down Wednesday night in Lewiston, Maine. And there are also reports of shots being fired at two other locations, a local bar and a Walmart. Um, There's an update. Cops just provided an update saying the person of interest is a 50-year-old Robert Card, residents are advised to shelter in place, and he's still on the loose. This is so fucking disgusting. Um, that is so nuts to me. Reports now say at least 22 people are dead, and the suspect is still on the loose, allegedly seen driving a white Subaru. It's like, I'm, I don't even know if I should talk about this because, bitch, I'm already, like, too emotional today. I cannot do this. But this is so heartbreaking. <clears throat> bitch, hold on. You know what's really fucking annoying is life is already fucking hard, bitch. And sometimes you just, like, want to have a good time, take your mind off of things, go bowling, go to the movies, go to the mall, walk the mall, get a little wetzel pretzel, you know, with the little jalapeno cheese dipping sauce. No, because you really got to get that. That's the jalapeno cheese dipping sauce, bitch. So sickening. But it's like... People... Life is so hard. And it's like you should be... We shouldn't have to fight so hard to have 
happy moments in our lives. And then when you do, you still have to be on guard because lunatics will just shoot up a place. And it's like, not even to say like, let's say you die, but let's say you don't die. Then you got to deal with that fucking trauma for the rest of your life. Your life is forever altered in fear of ever going outside of your home, in fear of ever going to the mall, the movie theaters, a bowling alley. And we don't have better gun control. Like, it's... The more... I, and I, I try my best, honestly, more now than ever, to not get too political or say too much. But it's like... How are we in this country? And this is just our reality. And it's we're just expected to just live like it, like, and just adapt. It's honestly, it's I can't even get into it, bitch. And we over here sending a hundred billion dollars to them hoes out in Israel. And it's really no shade to the Israel girls. I'm not really trying to eat y'all up like that, but I'm just like, bitch, we don't got no no. Israel money. We don't got no Israel money. I'm sorry. Listen, to the Israel girls, it's not even about y'all. It's the principle of like, bitch, we don't have $100 billion to give. We need to be, it's not even like we need a $100 billion, bitch. We need like $100 million to just put towards the homeless population to help people with their mental health and getting them on a goddamn 30-day supply. We need stricter gun gun laws. There's so many things we could be using that money for. And it's like, bitch, we over here just cutting a $100 billion check. $100 billion? Now, if Biden was like, bitch, we gonna send like 2 to $3 billion out there. I would have still looked at him crazy. But I'm like, you know what, girl, fine. But $100 billion? And they have health care that's paid for by us? I don't really want to get into it, and I'm sh- I need to move it right along. But that shit pisses me off, especially me having to write damn near a seventy thousand dollar check to the IRS this year, but it's for taxes, you know. And I'm thankful that that's all I really owed, bitch. But it's like, bitch, if that's where my tax money is going, we're gonna hold off next year on my check. Before I write that check out, it's gonna be postdated, and I'm not playing. All right, moving right along, because I got to get off this topic, because I'm not well. Um, new topic. Jonathan Mayer's ex-girlfriend arrested for assaulting him, but DA won't prosecute. Is that Uma Thurman? Who the fuck is this white bitch? The ex-girlfriend who's accusing Jonathan Mayer's of assaulting her is now her herself in trouble with the law for allegedly striking him, and she's now surrendered to police in New York City. Law enforcement... Sources tell TMZ Grace Jabari was arrested Wednesday evening at the Manhattan 10th Precinct. Bitch, I think I've been in the Manhattan 10th Precinct. Hold on. (laughs) Sound very familiar, bitch. Hold on. (laughs) It's really no shit. Bitch, I have. (laughs) Bitch, I have. I was like, hold on, bitch. The 10th Prince, I think I've been there a few times before. Sure enough, have. And I'm looking at the photo. 
of outside. Yep, been right up in this hole. Yeah, been right up in this hole multiple times, honey. Oh, God is good. Let me tell you, power, power to be, bitch, because I really done switched my life around, child. I was really thinking about this a few um, nights ago in the shower. I said, bitch, it is really something to, like, it. it's crazy because I'm thinking, like, your kids get to know you when the time they're born. Like, they get to know this version of you. They don't get to know... The, your previous version they don't get to know like when you was out and about running around getting it they don't know the, all they don't know that solomon or that person you know they don't know that they don't get introduced to that person they just get the, they get they get the now version and that kind of freak not freaked me out but it was kind of wild to think of. i'm like damn like like i was really out in these streets i was really doing some shit <laughs> And it just seems like a lifetime ago, it does. And I, I don't know. I just, it, I was just in the shower the other, a few nights ago. And I was like, bitch, my life is so much different now. And I would not really believe it. I Like I was talking about um, with Tia in the Life in Progress podcast this week, um, about how Serena and I were in the kitchen over the weekend and we were talking, just casually talking, we were talking about like how our, our bills are on auto pay. And I was like, bitch, if you would have told us 10 years ago, we would live lives to have our bills on auto pay, we, I would have believed you. And so it's just, it's just, I mean, it's a good thing. I ain't reckless like I used to be. Um, but it's like, damn, like, I was just a different person. I feel like I'm just a different person now. It's crazy. And thank God my children will never get to know that person. You know, and but I'm also I'm I I do thank God that I went through all that. You know, cuz I I am a firm believer. Like when I was talking about this stuff last week about you can't run no fucking games on me, bitch. You can't run no fucking games on me. I might be funny and I might be flamboyant and nice and shit like that. But there's a side of me that you ain't going to be able to run no games on me, bitch. I be in the games. I know the games. I know how to play the games. And it's just crazy to think that, like, that used to be me. But, yeah. But I'm I'm very thankful that I went through those moments because, one, it's allowed me to be the man that I am today. But two, you know, it's so many life lessons that, you know, if, if that means I could have made the mistakes when I was that age and my children don't have to make the mistakes or go through that, or I can warn them and make sure that they know this ain't the shit you need to be getting into, them, the people you ain't supposed to be around, them... You ain't supposed to be on outside at this hour of the night, okay? Like, <clears throat> you ain't supposed to be up to, no, you know, like, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that. But, yeah, damn, bitch. Like, not the 10th priest. I said, bitch, that sounds familiar. So, they sent this white bitch to the Manhattan um, 10th Prince. They're actually really nice. I really, okay. <laughs> I'm not even really trying to gas it. The the police officers at the Manhattan 10th Precinct 
They're really, really cool. There's this one, damn, I wish I remember his name. It's somewhere in one of my files. But um, he was my arresting officer twice once. <laughs> this is so embarrassing when I'm saying this. But it's this Latin guy, and he was the, honestly the sweetest guy. And <clears throat> I remember one time they took me down to the tombs. And if you're familiar with the New York City, the tombs is like when you go to the, like, you go to jail, bitch. <laughs> when you go to the tombs, um, but you go downtown, you go to the tombs, and <clears throat> I forgot what it was, and he was like, damn, I told my wife, no, he was like, I told my daughter I would do, do something, I would be there for something, she, for something that she, he said he would be there for her. And he was like, um, but clearly I can't. And I was like, and something happened. I think he wanted to see if I would get released. And he was like, no, they'll, they'll release you real quick. You know, just go up there, tell the DA, talk to her. She'll release you. But it was so many people. It was getting to the time of like, bitch, if it doesn't end. I mean, if I don't get to see and, you know, go in front of a judge before um, 5 p.m., I'm going to have to sit up in the tombs at night and, you know, wait till the next day and be in front of a judge and he really could have just been like girl go to the tombs and just sleep in the tombs and wake up the next day and go see a judge and deal with it then i need to go i need to go i i i'm i been off the clock i don't want but he did not want to leave me he said no like let let me let me just stay stay by you and make sure that you know in case they do release you. You can have like a. I was like, this man is so fucking sweet. So he was really nice. I wish I remember his name, but <clears throat> I will say, I will say this, and I know the girls are gonna look at me real crazy for this, but New York police officer, like NYPD, all my instances with NYPD was cool. Was real cool. They've been really sweet. They, they, I never had no issues. I mean, granted. I've been arrested and, you know, done some shit. But it's like, it wasn't like, you know, like, you know, when an officer be OD, they be like, just really like the dude who pulled me over to that, like a couple nights ago, OD, you know what I'm saying? Like just old fucking D. They ain't OD like that. Every time I've been fucking arrested in California, they always be fucking OD. Always OD. Just like extra for no reason. And honestly, and I need to move on. But the um, the times I've been arrested in California, bitch, when I tell you they've lied on the police reports, they've lied, like blatantly lied. And it's that's also when it opened my eyes. I'm like, damn, these niggas be lying. <laughs> like, bitch, you on camera. What, how are you lying when there's a camera? You know what I'm saying? But one time they didn't know there was a camera there. And then I got the footages. <laughs> I got the footages. And it was able to sneak out of that. But I was like, bitch, you lying? And it's on camera? Oh, you're bold, huh? But see, something about the police officers over here be a little crazy, a little wonky, bitch. But I will say the New York Police Department, you know, as many times as I've been involved with them, unfortunately, but the many times I've been involved with them, they've always been nice, caring, you know, they've treated me, not saying with everyone, 
but I'm saying just for me and my own personal fucking experience, they treated me like a human being. They were like, all right, girl, like, I'll stay here with you. All right, girl. Oh, oh, it's cold. Okay, cool. Let me turn the thing off. Like, it's just, they was cool. Um, I remember one time, I got to get off this topic, but I remember one time I was arrested in New York and they was playing All of the Lights by, um, it was the year that All of the Lights with Kanye West was a single. And I was in the, the, um, the backseat of the car and I was singing it and they were like, this is a good song. I said, I know, bitch, turn it up. And we was bumping it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and that same officer i remember one time when i was getting he was like bitch you want to put on some clothes like because i only had like like sandals on he was like if you want you know it's gonna be cold in the tombs da, 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 woo, 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 woo. so if you want um i'll give you some time to like change and put some better clothes on because and, so, and and the girls in california they don't they don't be doing that bitch they don't really care. As a matter of fact, one time I got, um, not locked up, but real, I mean, I did get locked up, but one time I got arrested in San Diego and I had a watch and bitch, when I tell you hand to God, the arresting officers, it was two of them stole my watch and stole my shoes. My dad went to go pick me up from, he was like, bitch, where are your shoes? I said, bitch, I don't know. They stole my shoes. They was $800 shoes, which is crazy because $800 in 2012 was, I think, first off, it's $800 for shoes is a lot. But $800 for shoes then was like crazy because now shoes be like $1,600 and stuff. I'm like, bitch, ain't nobody spending $1,600 on no goddamn sneakers. You got me fucked up. But yeah, they stole my fucking shoes. And my, my um, I had a gold watch that my ex or my ex-boyfriend got me. Yeah. And they fucking stole it. <sighs> Grimy ass bitches. But see, that's fine. Because let me tell you something. Bitch. I don't even know what the saying is. But anybody who's crossed me in life. They be getting it. They be getting it. Some, somehow. It don't be coming from me. But. They be getting it, okay? They be in a shitty situation when they be crossing me, bitch. Um, but anyway, so shout out to Grace Javari on your arrest this Wednesday. And I hope you enjoyed the people at the Manhattan 10th precinct like I did. Um, all right, so moving right along. Um, Jay Balvin, I'm super proud of Britney for revealing truth in book. Bitch. You can read English? Hold on. Did you read the book? Oh, wait. That was so sh fucked up. I of course, he can probably read English. I didn't mean it like that. I mean, <clears throat> no, but listen, let me clean it up. So I was saying that because clearly he didn't read the book. You know what I'm saying? But if English is not your first language, you're not, you know, like, I, I just feel like whatever your first language is, that's what you're going to read in. You're not, I, like, I don't read books in Spanish. I mean, sometimes I do, but. Not really. Very, very I think I haven't read a book in Spanish in like two to three years. But I don't naturally read books in Spanish. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, bitch, she was reading the Britney book? Um, J Balvin is praising Britney Spears for her tell-all memoir and the book's instant popularity, telling us she deserves every bit of success coming her way. We got the La Cancion singer Wednesday in Tarzana, and our photogs asked him about the book. 
the woman in me, J Balvin says he's super proud of her and she's someone who deserves love and respect for inspiring so many folks across the world. And he's glad to see her back on top. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, I love this. And you know what? I feel like J Balvin probably wants a little feature from Britney Spears. You know? I mean, who wouldn't? Um... Walking Dead actor Eric Jensen diagnosed with stage four cancer. Oh my God, that's horrible. I don't, The Walking Dead. I don't, I've never heard of that show before or movie, whatever. But wishing him and his family all the best. Kyle Richards, awkward exchange with Mauricio. Wait, how many tattoos? The writing's on the wall or the body. For the downfall of Mauricio... Umansky's relationship with Kyle Richards because they because the guy forgot how many tattoos his wife oh I don't really care bitch move right along um Travis Kelsey don't want to deal with no tra- no tra- trailers trailer tra- bitch trailer swift uh no trailer sh- swift okay Britney Spears music catalog gets millions of listeners after a memoir drops uh, uh, period 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 Britney Spears' book isn't the only thing with lots of eyes and ears right now because her music has racked up millions of streams just one day after her tale all hit shelves. According to data from Spotify and YouTube, Britney's library received over 7.1 million streams Wednesday, the day after The Woman in Me became available, with Spotify accounting for 4.7 million of those listens. As for now, the listening streams break down. Britney's album, In the Zone, grabbed around 1 million. Circus, 790,000. Baby One More Time, got a rough 750,000. And Oops, I Did It Again, I had around 650,000 streams. In terms of individual songs on Spotify, Toxic came out on top with around 680,000 streams, while her other mega hits like Give Me More, Oops, I Did It Again, and Baby One More Time landed between 400,000 and 500,000 streams. YouTube data shows Baby One More Time, her debut single, grabbed over 400,000 clicks alone. Safe to say there's some great cross-promotion going on here. As we reported, Britney is seen in 25% in net profits from her new book. Sources told us it should cover the advance she got, which has which was 12.5 million. More than 400,000 copies have already been sold, but our sources saying the trajectory trajectory could go over 1 million. Work, bitch. Work. Bitch, literally, Koinishas, okay? And you know what's crazy? <clears throat> the heartbreaking thing is Britney don't want to go back to the entertainment industry anymore, and I don't blame her. Bitch, listen, see, this is why. I be telling y'all, the Lord knows what's up with me. He already know how my heart is. Mm-hmm. The Lord already knows where my heart is. Let me tell you something. If I made X amount of money off of something, I won't tell you guys the figure, but if I made a certain amount, if I just got a certain amount of money, bitch, the way I would disappear. (laughs) 
Who and I'm not talking about lottery money either. I'm not talking about when people like all these things that would never happen in their lifetime, where they'd be like, "Oh, if I had a five hundred million dollar lottery, bitch." I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about, bitch, you could give me fifty fifty million dollars, bitch. You can give me thirty million dollars right now, and I'll disappear. I will dis the fuck appear, bitch. Hell, you could might be able to give me twenty million right now, and I I disappear. Five, 10 million? No, I won't. I, I still I think I definitely need a minimum of 20, but that's where that's where the disappearance will start to take an effect. That's where the Chris Angel and the Houdini will start to take effect, bitch. I will start to slowly disappear and not give a fuck. That's a, see, that's I think that's the reason why the Lord ain't got me where I need to go yet. Cause he know he know my heart. He know I'll I'll the way I would not give a fuck about damn near anything. If, if I had a one lump sum check for $20 million, the hey, I would not give a fuck about damn near anything. For anything, bitch. Lose weight, why? Lower your voice, why? Be nice, why? Like I, that's the that's the reason why the Lord ain't blessed me just yet, because he, he know he already know. It's not even about me disappearing. It's the fact that I would literally not give a fuck. But I, you know, if Brady Spears is like, bitch, I don't want to go back to work. I don't blame her, bitch. If you made all that damn money, it's like, bitch, I'm gonna lay up in this house and enjoy the fruits of my labor. You know, that is really like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I'm not even, <clears throat> somebody was talking about Rihanna and they were like, Rihanna, she need to come out with more music. She needs to do this. And it's like, Rihanna is the type of person who literally went to school and finished the assignment early. You know what I'm saying? She has hits on top of hits, on top of hits, on top of hits. Most people don't even have one hit, let alone a catalog of hits. Rihanna, she finished the assignment early and dipped out, okay? She doesn't need to sit around and wait for y'all to catch up. She's done. She's finished the assignment. She's out. And in my opinion, same for Britney. She finished her assignment early. She finished... The project early and she's out. She did what she needed to do. Iconic performances, iconic songs, iconic pop culture moments, hits, hit albums, breaking records, mega tours. She 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 finished early. Okay. There, she don't need to do nothing else. She's done. So I I don't blame Britney when she was like, bitch, I don't want to do, I don't want to come back to the entertainment industry. I'm retired. I don't believe, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Um, moving right along. Britney Spears, I had paranormal experience in wake of Timberlake split. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. Um, but it wasn't like a paranormal thing. She just said, Britney Spears says she once felt something otherworldly while driving a through the Arizona desert, describing the eerie feeling as God, a higher power, or a paranormal experience. The singer says the feeling came over her when she was 
speeding through the desert in a convertible with a friend, saying she had escaped to Arizona to mentally recover from her abortion and break up with Justin Timberlake. Um, all right, cool. G- Gerard Piquet falls off the stage at event. Shakira's fan calls it karma. Okay, moving right along. Um, meta apps too addictive for teen. We're suing to make social media safer. Uh, I don't really care. Move right along. Britney Spears memoir getting twenty five percent of net. Pro- now who's pay- is Britney paying? Yo, who was paying? Why is TMZ reporting so much Britney stuff? I'm not mad at it. But you know what? Hold on, hold on. I'm not really trying to toot it off like that. At least they're reporting things that are good, okay? Like, it's not just Taylor Swift at a a, a game. Okay. Um, Wiz Khalifa, I went alcohol-free, only earth drugs now. Okay, cool. Um, moving right along. Chandler Jones arrest video. Don't know who that is. Moving right along. Um, is he, he look kind of cute. Hold on, maybe. Who is this? I don't really care. Move right along. Um, more Kyle and Mauricio. Don't really care. Move right along. Um, Paris Hilton trolling my son. Unacceptable, and it hurts my heart. Um, okay, moving right along. Um, Kim and Croy judge splits house to keep the peace. Bitch, what? She's in the basement and he's in the bedroom. <laughs> Kim's <laughs> Kim Zosiak and Croy Beerman have finally listed their house and new court order hopes to keep the peace while they're still under the same roof and giving Kim exclusive use of the basement, the nanny suite, and Croy the primary bedroom. New court docs obtained by TMZ lay out the living arrangement stating neither party shall enter the other party's individual awarded space in the marital residence without permission that's wild girl it be every day i'm reminded something that i don't ever want to be married with nobody because bitch i wish i would have to divorce somebody and then still got to live with them because i'm broke (laughs) honestly it's really not even funny that's some shit i would never do bitch broke divorce living with somebody that those are things that will never be in my life I, it's the, I don't even know why I'm even hypo, making it a hypothetical. Broke, divorced, living with somebody, get out of here. Never happening to me. Um, Can't relate. Moving right along. Um, Accused teen murderers. I don't want to hear about no more murderers from people. I just can't do it no more. I'm too emotional. Moving right along. Travis Kelsey, don't really care. Moving right along. Britney Spears, ex-husband, denies, denies she was drunk and bored at wedding. Actually, we were in love. Oh, Lord. Um, Jason Alexander, Britney Spears' ex-husband, is clapping back at her claim she only married him because she was drunk and bored. Instead, he insists it was true love, true sober love. Jason, who was married to Britney Spears for whopping 55 hours in 2004 before getting an annulment, tells TMZ readers shouldn't believe a word Britney says about their marriage in her new memoir. All right, cool. Um, an update. Jason Alexander's got a bad case of revisionist history, at least when it comes to how sober he and Britney were in their wedding day. Eight years after the ceremony, he told ABC News they've been drinking and had party favors. 
When asked if he meant drugs, he coyly pointed out alcohol, caffeine, cigarettes are all drugs. Point is, they were far from sober and Britney fans are calling him out for lying. Okay. Now, I am a Britney fan. Okay. And I, listen, but I just feel like there are certain things that you just need to use your brain on. Okay. And I've always thought when it comes to, I thought about this when it happened and I still believe it to be true now, bitch. I don't know. I wasn't in there. I don't know these people, you know, nothing like that. I don't have no firsthand experience, but it's given, um, MDMA It's given ecstasy. And, and let me tell you why. So, I'm sure, like Jason has said, like her bodyguard has said, there was some sort of drugs involved. And it probably, it was some sort of either, if if it wasn't a stimulant, it was definitely like ecstasy. And the girls be in love on ecstasy. They be like, oh my God, I'm let you know. So I can kind of see doing something like that and being like, let's get married. You know what I'm saying? Being drunk, I don't really buy it, Brittany. You know what I'm saying? I'll accept it. I'll accept it, but I don't really think I'll buy it, you know? Run those games on somebody else, girl. But um, it's not really, um, doesn't seem realistic to me. Moving right along. Chris Pratt. Don't know who that is. Moving right along. Um, <clears throat> um, more Britney Spears stuff. Moving right along. Natalie Hollywood brother don't oh yeah that's the girl who's dead move right along um Sergio Brown don't know who that is move right along Janelle Evans don't know who that is move right along um Shaft star Richard Roundtree dead at 81 Richard Roundtree famous for playing the role in Shaft is dead after a battle with cancer oh <sighs> shout out to him move right along um Bitch. Okay, there's really ain't nothing on here. Guess who these... I don't know, don't know, don't know. Who is this? LeBron James rocks a a $28,000 Louis Vuitton outfit for NBA season opener. Hmm. LeBron James pulled out all the stops for his first fashion statement in the 23-20... 2023-24 season rocking over 200 I mean $28,000 worth of Louis Vuitton for opening night. King James who was entering his 21st season clearly wanted to come up with a special look for the Los Angeles Lakers opening game against the Denver Nuggets at Ball Arena and he certainly did not disappoint. The 19 times All-Star forward is covered in Louis V from $5,000 Demoflage tweed chic collarless jacket and a $1,250,000 pant to the $1,220 Louis Vuitton checkered derby kicks. He didn't stop there. The speedy, I don't know, bond, bond, I don't know, 40 he's holding comes with a $11,000 price tag and the briefcase will set the average Joe back another 9500 So, yeah, Bron's whole look is fit for a king. Um, He look a mess to me, but, I mean, if you like it, I love it. You know what I'm saying? 
you like it, I love it. Um, and I know that makes me sound like a hater, but let me explain. So, just because the girls be in designer stuff don't mean you got style. I don't know. How, I don't like. I feel like I keep reiterating that, but like, there's something so chic in being in just a black t-shirt and jeans. You know what I'm saying? It, but it all depends on how it's how it's fitting, how it fits you, how it drapes on your body. You know, it also depends on how sickening your face is. No shade. It's really no shade. I'm not even trying to be shady. But, bitch, if you're a girl, hold on. If you are a girl with a sickening face, and bitch, it's not, you know how, like, last week I was saying, like, bitch, pretty, but it's not for the girls who are cute. You know, I was trying to, like, separate them. I would say if you're someone who has a cute face, a pretty face, a handsome face, a strikingly handsome face, a gorgeous face, whatever, uh, you know, even cute, yeah. If all you need to do when you got that going for you, baby, is just jeans and a black T-shirt, jeans and a white T-shirt, make sure it fits nice and it's well-tailored and, bitch, <laughs> eating, okay? And that's, like, that is really, and with some just, like, sensible little pieces of jewelry here and there, oh, bitch, please. So sickening. You look more sickening and more chic and more stylish wearing something like that as opposed to, like, just decked out in all this random shit you got from the Louis Vuitton store. You know what I'm saying? I wish I would spend $28,000 to look crazy. And it doesn't, I'm not even really trying to be shady to him. I'm really not. I just, if I'm going to spend $28,000, first off, I'm not spending $28,000 for an outfit. It's just never... That's, I don't think that that would ever happen, ever in my life. You could, they could cut that little $20 million check right now, bitch. And it's, it's, I'm never, I'm never, first off, I don't own anything Louis Vuitton. And it's really no shade to Louis Vuitton. That is the one designer, I've shopped at every single designer thing you can think of, own multiple things from each and every one. Bitch, Louis Vuitton is the one I've never bought anything from. And it's really no shade to Louis Vuitton at all. I just don't. Something about that busy print just turns me off. Something about all them busy prints and letters and checkers and all that stuff, I just, it just hurts my eyes, I feel. It's too much. And I know the girls, they the girls love Louis Vuitton. It's not for me. And that's okay. It's not for me. And you know what's crazy? Now... It's designer stuff is really not for me anymore. Don't get me wrong. There are some things that I think are really cute, but I'm more focused on like home stuff or like, I don't know, like things that, I don't know. But as far as like major designer clothes, I was talking to this lady at Neiman's um, a few, a while ago. And I was telling her, I said, the the baby clothes at in because I was in the baby department, and I'm so in love with the Ralph Lauren baby line because it's so affordable and so like cute and stylish, and just you know the price point. Now I don't know how expensive a price point this is or how low, but I don't really have anything to reference it off of. But 
you know, like you can get like a little onesie or like a one little, like a jumper, like a little jumper for a baby. And it'll be like $48 to $78, which may sound like a lot. But I feel like if it's really cute and it's for like a holiday, I think that's okay. Um, where And then it jumps from something like that all the way to like Dolce & Gabbana and Balenciaga and it, you know, Dior, which is already fucking crazy. Like the Dior stuff be like $800 for your baby. The Balenciaga and the Dolce & Gabbana stuff be like $500. The Fendi stuff be like $500. And it's like, girl, I'm not, get, I'm not doing all that. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. But that's why I like the Ralph Lauren stuff because it's so cute for babies and it's so chic and just timeless too that's another thing it's very timeless whereas when you put your child in that garish you know fendi stuff and you know all the printed stuff all the de high designer stuff it it doesn't look first off it doesn't look like a baby like it just doesn't look like baby clothes it just looks like like tacky designer shit and not to say I wouldn't buy that for my child. You know, there's definitely some things that I've eyed. Like, there's this really cute, like, Fendi, like, bear. Like, this little bear outfit. It's like a little Sherpa. It's like a Sherpa, like, sweater. But it's like, the hood is like a bear. And the little stomach area is like in a Fendi print where you put your hands in. It's actually really kind of cute. Um, so they have some, like, little things. And I'm like, mm maybe we already know I'm about to spoil my child as is you know what I'm saying so I'm like bitch we'll see we'll see on that one but as far as the other things like the Ralph Lauren things are very very stylish so that's why I'm like just because you go and you be buying designer stuff and it just be all this labeled out shit bitch that don't mean it's stylish that don't mean it look good there's nothing more sickening bitch you could put your baby in a white onesie and just eat the, ga the game up, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't take much for babies to look cute in general. You know what I'm saying? But you put your baby in all white, it's going to look sickening. You put your baby in uh, uh, Fendi or Louis Vuitton checkered print bodysuit, bitch, the baby's going to look crazy. <laughs> There's no way of putting it. Like, the baby's going to look crazy. You're going to look crazy. But, you know, not everybody has style. And for some reason, we're told that an expensive item or a designer item, it comes from Paris. Bitch, I don't give a fuck. Paris makes mistakes, too. And in the, in the words of Countess Luann, Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Um, all right, so I think we're done with the TMZ stuff because I really do not care about none of this shit anymore. Um, ooh, Dunkin' Donuts. A woman gets $3 million from spilled coffee. Damn, why can't that be me? Um, pilot accused of attempted murder. I don't really care about anything else. Let's just keep it moving right along. So, again, moving right along. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. A smooth operator, I'm a smooth operator. Okay, so if you have a question or a letter that you want to write into the show, please send it in at ask at com. This week, let me see. I think we have somebody who wrote in. I need to log into this email, damn bitch. Um, damn, there's a lot of um, 
questions. Okay, damn. Okay, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> Let's pick a couple. Okay. Um, we got one. And they say, hey, Saul, so let's just cut the chase. Should I get on some sugar daddy dick? A bitch is tired. No hope in love. Everyone I try to be genuine with just doesn't give what I give, including people I have known through high school. I have a literal handful of real ones, and I don't know if that's just me, but I'm really not trying to toot it off like that. But I feel like I'm in the bag, and to lose me is such a downgrade because I'm I think I'm the whole package as a human being. I'm loyal, lit as fuck, empathetic, anyways, always there for you, and even spend my money on people I love. The type of person you can call if you get locked up and cuss you out when you call me in the middle. Oh, and I cuss you out when you call me in the middle of the night, but I'll still pull up. I love doing stuff for people I love. But sadly, it's never in return, and I'm just so over it. I do deserve to be loved. But when it comes to feeling like this, should I just cut off everyone because they would never do the shit that I would do for them? And that shit hurts, but I know I'm built differently off of morals. I was also adopted, but just one... Wait, I was also adopted by just one man that's the most selfless human being I know, and taught me the meaning of genuine love and integrity and sometimes I really be feeling like these bitches can never but when it comes to you I know I could never at the same time no but honestly what advice can you give towards this um you know like in my very few relationships I was in a relationship with someone and I'll never forget one of the most priceless things he ever told me was Life is really about managing your expectations. And that has kind of gotten me through a lot. Um, it's sad, but I feel like it's also helpful. You have to manage your expectations. You have to really not expect too much from people, I feel, if you're going to con continuously get disappointed. And if you still want to maintain those relationships with that those people. If you don't want to ma maintain those relationships with those people, then I do believe it's okay to call them out and tell them that they need to um, show up for you. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Um, my rule of thumb now, especially now that I'm older, is you need to show up for me. Because, bitch, I be showing up for my peoples. I really fucking do. And people know they can call on me and I'm there. And I expect the exact same thing. But my dad once told me relationships are not always 50-50, always. It's not always like that. Sometimes it's 70-30. You know, sometimes you giving 60, they giving 40. But eventually that pendulum swings and then they give more when you can't give much. You know, so it it's a, it's an equal balance. Like they're when you need them to hold you up, they you know, and so forth. But you gotta let people know. And I've cut out some people in my life. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my mama, in a couple days ago, and I was like, I, I mean. Because my mom was like, you know, do you want a baby shower? And I was like, you know what? Like, a part of me just doesn't want a baby shower because I, I get very weird when people give me gifts. I just feel, like, indebted. You know, like, I just can't imagine, like, 
a party where people give me gifts. <laughs> you know, I just can't imagine it. Um, also, it is kind of weird because, yes, it's my child, but it's like I'm not carrying the baby. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like baby showers are really for women. Um, and I just feel like it's kind of weird to be like, hey, guys, I'm not having a baby. I mean, I'm not carrying the baby, like, but give me gifts. Like, I just feel like I get I get it. Like, I and I'm going to do it, but I just it's just hard for me to wrap my head around. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to invite a family member. And I said, but you know what's going to really piss me off is I know that they're not going to come. And they always do this thing to where they're like, oh, you should call more. And I call them at least a few times a, a, a year. And they're like, you should visit, you should visit, you should visit. And I, I, I've gone multiple times. And they don't live in the same state as me. I've gone multiple times to go visit them. And they never come back to San Diego and visit me. And, you know, people be like, you know, we're, you know, they're getting older. And, you know, that is true. But you know what? Just because you get an old don't mean your life stop. Just because, you know, you ain't kicking the way you used to be kicking don't mean your life stop. You still got to live. My mom said you still got to live your life. Don't matter how old you are, you still got to live your life. And you got to live it to its fullest. You got to go out there. You got to be there. And, you know, it does sting a little and it does hurt a little knowing that I'm about to get and embark on such a major, huge step in my life. And that person, I know they're, they're not going to come. Yeah, they'll put a gift in the mail and I'm sure. And that would be nice and I'll be thankful for it. But it's like, I want you there. And the fact that my child may never even get to see them is bothersome. And I mean, I'm not going to cut them off, but it does hurt. And it's like, I've gotten, I know I've, I felt this so many times in my life to where people do not be there for me the way I be there for them. They don't, it's not equal. It's not back and forth. It's not a give and take. A lot of people, and I've cut off, and I'll be damn bitch, I've really fucking cut off some people. And not in like an evil sense, but i just been like, all right, we, we ain't there no more. Sometimes I think about a friend of mine that I, I cut off. Um, bitch, I think we cut off both of each other, honestly. And my best friend was like hitting me up. She was like, is it going to make you sad that um, they're, you're about to have a child and that was your best friend for so long and they're not in your life anymore. I said, you know what? I, I would, if you would have told me this years ago, it would hurt my hurt me, but I know the type of person I am. I know my character. I know I've always showed up for people. I've always showed up for him. I've always been there for him. I've bent over backwards for him and he knows it. And I mentioned it multiple times to him. I said, I need you to show up for me more. I need you to show up to my birthday dinners. I can't be the only one going to your birthdays. You need to start doing some shit for me. So I've already voiced my concerns. and I, So it doesn't hurt me the way I thought it would. But I will say it's not easy. But I don't want you to be like, you know, cut everybody off and just ain't got nobody. But I don't know, girl. I feel like. 
when you get to a certain age, and I think in your 30s is such a pivotal moment. You know, I don't know how old you are, but um, if it's, I don't know, but I believe in your 30s, it's such a pivotal moment because you're not super young. Tia mentioned this, I think, on our podcast. Yeah. Where you're not super, super young, but you're not old, but you're just in a, a, a good transition period, you know, and that's when you start to transition and, and, and alleviate certain things and certain people. And I think that's okay, but I think you the older you get, you realize what you want, you know, and before you, if you do decide to cut those people off, you need to let them know. You need to tell them about themselves because they might change, you know, they might be like, you know what, girl, I didn't even think about that because bitch, sometimes people don't be knowing. I'll be honest. Some people be fucking dumb. People just don't be knowing. So I would let them know. And they might be like, bitch, I had no idea. Bitch, let's, I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, they might show up for you from then on. So first talk to them, you know, let it out, let them know what's up and see. What, and then, so basically the ball's in their court and see how they move. It's up to them then, you know, and if they ain't moving the, the way you need them to move, then it's like, girl, <laughs> I'm moving right along. And on that note, moving right along. Whoa. All right, so we have another letter from Alisa. She writes, Hi, Solomon. I'm an avid viewer of your Snapchat and longtime listener of your podcast. I thoroughly enjoy listening to the advice you give your listeners, even though it can be toxic. <laughs> That's actually my favorite part. It makes me wish I had cheated on my ex-boyfriend. Anyways, I wanted to ask, at what point do you think a person outgrows... Bitch, you about to make me cry. <laughs> at what point do you think a person outgrows a friendship? How do you know? Is it something that slowly creeps up, or do you just suddenly realize you are not compatible anymore? I have a friend that I've known since the sixth grade. Throughout middle school and high school, we were best friends. However, for college, we both moved out of state and barely kept in touch. We're 28 now, and we've reconnected these last couple of years, but things feel different. I don't know how to explain it. It's like we are the same people that we were in high school, but also different, if that makes sense. I just don't know if I should try to work on this relationship or just let it go. What are your thoughts? Love, Elisa. Um, I will say being friends with someone in sixth grade and throughout middle school and high school, and then you kind of veer off and then reconnect damn near 10 years later, um, there's so much of your life that has happened. You know what I'm saying? And that's a big chunk. 18 versus 28, it's only 10 years, but so much life has been lived. And it's going to be hard, I'm sure, to to kind of jump back in like nothing's happened or, you know, like, because you miss so much. <coughs> Excuse me. You miss so much. So I think, you know, maybe getting to know them again is great. I think, I think old friends are good. I love, I love old friends. And I think asking them like, all right, girl, what was going on when, um, maybe not like what, what was going on when you're 23, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how was college or whatever, whatever they were going through, like get to know some of those things, get to know like things that have changed 
in them or major events or whatever, get to know them. Um, and that will I'm sh- maybe help bridge it a little and also allow them to get to know you. You're two different people. You know, you're still the same person. You're still like, you still have at the core of who you are because I do not think, I think people change, but I think at the core we are, there are some core things about us that is not changeable. We are just low-key the same, bitch. But um, I would do that because, especially if you, y'all ain't got no beef, y'all ain't got, y'all ain't, you know what I'm saying? They had no real issues. I feel like having like a friendship like that is good. Um, and it's understandable. There's a lot of people who have been friends and after college or after high school just wasn't the same and reconnect later. Like, for instance, um, I do have quite a bit of friends that clearly I grew up with. And after high school, we didn't stay in touch too, too much. Um, Like, for instance, I have one friend. And um, her and I, we grew up in elementary together, middle school, high school. We went to proms and homecomings. But then after high school, you know, I went my way. I moved to New York and did, you know, live my life. But so it's it's now we're still friends. You know, we still we're still friends. You know what I'm saying? Is it the same like when we were in high school? No, but we're still close friends and we're getting to know each other now in, you know, in that the space that we are now. And we're not judging each other. We're not like, girl, you didn't, you know, you wasn't there during none of that shit. We're just getting to know each other as adults in in a different phase in our lives and and relating to where we are now in life and connecting and you know what I'm saying and really acknowledging each other and what we've been through um during our and I don't want to say like our space away from each other because it wasn't like we were like not talking but it was just you know, you just don't, they be going through their stuff and they living their life and you on the other side of the country. So it's not like you just boot up, you know, cupcaking on the phone every damn day. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm being con- conscious of also getting to know them through that and then not being embarrassed because I don't know certain things, you know, like, um, I think earlier on, I would, I would be embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, like, I forgot. Yeah, you were. This is what happened during those times. Oh my God, yes, that was the year you had a child. Oh my, like, you know what I'm saying? I know that sounds like, it's not like I forgot you had a child, but it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I wasn't around, you know, and, and not being embarrassed to kind of have those talks and be interested and in wanting to know more. Um, and she's been open and you know what I'm saying? So I think it's just about spending time, making time with them. Um, but there's nothing better, I think, than an old friend. It's always a good, it's a good feeling to have an old friend. And I think, um, I think <clears throat> I, 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 for me personally, um, 
there's something very grounding in that, you know, and, and especially that's, I think that's why I spend so much time around my family and really old friends and, and close friends is because it is grounding for me. And I need that. Um, to be honest, <laughs> not trying to like, you know, share too much, but there's sometimes I could be really full of myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I could be really fucking full of myself and really be feeling fucking feeling my puss and just, you know, feeling like the Dawn Diva because hello, that's who she is. But it's like, it's nice to be around people who knew you at a, a earlier age, you know, and it's grounding. It just feels good. You know, it, it feels good to know that like you knew, we knew each other when we didn't have shit or we knew each other when we were still trying to figure ourselves out or, you know, it, there's something very nostalgic about it, you know, and very comforting, um, very emotional too, to have like old friends. And I like that, you know, I have a lot of old friends and I think now more than ever, um, I'm really leaning into that. I, I, I kind of like that, um, because I don't know, it's, it's kind of like you're all, you're almost like getting back to yourself in a way. And I'm sure this is very hyper just on me and just my own very specific circumstances but I think moving to New York kind of like not removing myself but kind of low-key kind of going off into the world and coming back to San Diego and being like not retired but kind of in a different place it is very comforting and I'm leaning more into it if that makes sense and I think you can do that as well with your friend. Um, but as far as when you ask, like, how do you know, um, what was it? And it was on that before. At what, what point do you outgrow a friendship? How do you know? Is it something that slowly creeps up? You know what, what it is also? Because I, I do know this. Is you can spend time with someone and you realize the more times you're trying to spend time with them, that spark is might go, might be gone or things have changed and you're you're just not getting back to that groove like you used to and it could be a multitude of things it could be they might be going through some stuff you know i actually re recently thought about this and um recently i was like damn you know like we're low, I was hanging with someone, I was like, damn, bitch, bitch we're low-key boring. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I hate even saying this, but most of my friends, bitch, we be cutting up. We be cutting up, child. We get together, and we get to talking, bitch, and we get to kicking, and we get to carrying on, child. Like, all my friends, we be carrying on. We all carry the fuck on. And with this person... I was like, damn, like, we're not even saying much. Like, there's no dialogue much. And then it dawned on me. I was like, bitch, because we're not fighting. You know, like, a, a, a good portion of our initial 
friendship was um, not fighting, but just they were always, it was complicated. I'll put it that way. And I'm like, damn, bitch, now I think that's the reason why they ain't got nothing to say. Because they, they ain't even arguing. There ain't nothing to argue about. There ain't nothing to be upset about. So it could be a multitude of things. It doesn't mean that the friendship is gone. It doesn't mean that, like, you know, you'll never get back to it. But it's just sometimes, like, the the dichotomy, the dynamics have really fucking shift. And that could be it. But I think it's, when it comes to an old friend like that, especially sixth grade, it is worth, in my opinion, trying to work it out and just getting to know them through a different lens. But I also know that expecting the same response and, and same everything as for when you were in high school is just not realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like how I, the type of friend I was in high school ain't who I am now. You know what I'm saying? So think about that. Like what type of friend were you in high school? What did you value when you were in high school? What did you, how did you value this relationship? How did you value others? How did you view life? You know, how did you make your decisions? You know, like, there's so many things that have changed where you, doesn't mean you're not a good friend. You might be an even better friend. Y'all might be even better friends right now. It's just the way you approach things and the way you process things and process dialogue, process conflict, whatever, is completely different probably now than when you were in high school. You know? I mean, I've known Serena since high school and um, and we've got, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think, am I the same? We're, we're a lot different. Like we're different people. We're still a solid friendship, but it's like we, ourselves are different. We've changed. So I can't imagine being friends with Serena in high school and then not speaking with her for 10 years. And then now at me or 20 years. And then at 36 or so, reconnecting, like, we would still have love for each other, but the way we process things is different. Like, the way we move through a relationship, and you know, is, is different than when we were teenagers, and that's just natural. So it doesn't mean that the friendship is gone. It might be actually, possibly could be even better. You just have to um, get to know them through a different lens. Um, but you know what? I urge you, maybe, let your friend know. Let your friend know, because they're probably feeling it too. And that kind of kind of lets some of the, the uneasiness go and be like, girl, and just kind of let her know or let them know, like, girl, like, I wish that we were close like that. I wish I was there during these years or blah, 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 blah. And that might bring you guys closer. Who knows? But um, I wish you all the best. And please keep us updated, because I really love letters like this. I think good friends, especially old friends, are so important and they are worth the effort. And that's it. So moving right along. All right. So um, I don't have any beef this week. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and jump into final thoughts. Um, let me see. Um, you know what? I will say 
try to take some time this week for yourself. Um, and I'm not saying, <clears throat> you know, a few hours or anything. Just take, try to like pull yourself out of where you are and kind of focus on, um, I, I, I guess like what's, like something good, if that makes sense. For instance, um, Tia and I start officially our IVF cycle on Monday. And, you know, I mean, it's it, it's not hard. I mean, it's not like it's a hard thing, like I'm sure for other people who are dealing with infertility or dealing with a very hard, rough patch to get to having a child. It's not like that for us. But there's so many elements about <clears throat> this that are not fun. Um, not, you know, they're not bad, <clears throat> but it's just not joyous, you know? Hiring lawyers is not joyous. Having to pop pills is not joyous. Having to stab yourself in the stomach is not joyous. You know, you can find joy within it, but it's the the process is not exciting, you know, or, or happy. It can be, but for the most part, it's not. And um, I was on the phone with a psychiatrist because her and I have to do psych evals. And the psychiatrist was like, I told her, you know, everything. She said, I'm so excited for you. And I said, really? I said, you know, I, I'm very touched that you said that because I don't feel excited right now. Like, I don't feel excitement. I'm, I, you know, and I'm sure, you know, once it gets later on and, you know, closer to birth and stuff like that, I will be excited. But I, I'm not there. I don't, where does the excitement kick in? And, um, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's draining because I, I, I really want to be very careful with the way I'm wording this because it's not a bad thing, especially in comparison to what other people are going through, but it's just not a joyous, like really, there's moments, like I said, there's moments where I'm like, oh, this is so exciting, but then it cuts back to like, okay, serious. And so what I'm trying to say is um, I'm trying my best to in this process of navigating this, managing all of this, paying for all of this, um, and organize, like through this whole process, I'm trying to still find the joy in it. So <clears throat> this sounds a little corny, but I started, I have like a little binder and I keep everything. I keep, um, Every lab test, every, um, let me open it up. It's actually right here. Um, I have, they emailed Tia and I, this huge, how many pages? Well, it's not that huge, but it is kind of hefty. How many pages is this? 13 pages on how to do the medication, which she knows how to do. She's done it before. So, there's no need for me to have print this out, but I said, let me print this out so that I can just have this little memory and put this in my little binder. I have my little contracts with my lawyer. I have my lab results. I have, 
as crazy as it sounds, I have like my semen analysis. I have like the cost breakdown sheet. Um, there's also like a little calendar on medication for that Tia takes on what day and you know how what amounts. And I know it sounds goofy. It's like this is so mundane, but it's like I'm holding on to like these like <clears throat> small little memories um, and forcing myself to find the joy in it. And it's not a big, huge force. It's not like I'm like struggling to be happy, but I'm, I'm mindfully and consciously being like, you know what, put this in a binder and, and try to ex and enjoy this process. This is so cool. It's so like, once in a lifetime type of thing. It's this is literally, and I think <clears throat> we get so caught up in working and being on schedule, being on time, getting through the day, getting to the end of the day, and that, <coughs> excuse me, that so much gets lost in that, that we get very lost and we forget to just enjoy even little moments. Granted, this isn't a baby shower. This is not, um, a birthday or a trip or a vacation. It's nothing like monumentous, moment, momentous, but it's still something that I know, like I know I'm going to look back on this years later and be like, oh my God, you know, and, and not have to do this again. But then, cause like right now I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. You know, like, I'm like, this is such like, oh, I can't wait to be over. I can't wait for this to be done with these pills. I can't wait to take a bath. And, you know, I can't wait to, I mean, I've, I've, I've bathed. <laughs> I've bathed. But if you've listened to the Life in Progress podcast, I can't take a bath. I, I can take showers, but I can't sit in a hot tub. Um, and, you know, there's little aspects. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this to be over. But then I'm like, you know what? Wait. This is going to be a moment where you're going to look back on years later and like, and, 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 and nostalgically look back and be like, damn, remember when you were chugging all them damn pills a day? Remember when, you know, you were stressing yourself out trying to build a third business and manage your holiday sales? And you know what I'm saying? Like, remember when this is what was going on? Like, and I know, like, I'll look back fondly on this <clears throat> and, and through nostalgic eyes and be like, damn, I would do that all over again, you know? So I'm trying to just keep that in mind. So all, what I'm trying to say is um, try to kind of see that. I don't know what I'm telling you to see, really. I don't know what the word is, but try to have that perspective or try to be cognizant of, like, let's say you are in your final year of school and you're like, bitch, I'm, this is really stressing me out. You know, I got to pay for this shit. I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. Keep some things to yourself. Like, keep a little, you know, let's say you just paid off your, I don't know, something, bitch. Keep that little receipt. Hold on to it. Put it in, like, a little scrapbook. You know, try to, like, feel the joy in this. Feel, feel the joy of, like, all right, I'm, I'm nearing the finish line, you know? Because then you'll look back on it and be like, damn, I remember when I was staying up late at night studying, doing whatever, 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 you know? And 
I know I think we put a lot of emphasis on like just happy moments, like focus on the happy moments. But there are some some moments in life that are not bad, but they're not happy either. But those same moments that are not bad and not happy and just kind of somewhere in the middle, you end up longing for them later on, you know, in a weird way. You'd be like, damn, I kind of miss, you know, being up late writing a 40-page paper. Damn, I kind of miss, like, our IVF cycle. You know what I'm saying? Like you, So that's what I'm saying. It's <clears throat> I'm trying to <clears throat> be more cognizant of that. and Because um, I am determined that I'm going to enjoy this process as much as possible. This little hump since the summer all the way since I was from in June, as y'all remember, spiraling in all those doctor's offices up until literally now, a, less than a few days before we start, it's been, the time has gone by really fast, um, but it's been very memorable. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's been a interesting journey and I'm just determined I'm going to have a blast. I'm going to look fondly on this late years later and I'm determined to enjoy it and be as sentimental as possible as um, not reserved as I normally am. I'm going to just be as open and happy as possible and make this such a joyous occasion for and memorable occasion for myself, for everyone, for my my <clears throat> my family. Like even my mom's like so excited. She's like, and not even just excited on the prospect of a grandchild, but like just excited. Like this is such a cool thing. And I'm like, you know what? It is kind of cool. This is kind of like a. It's kind of very cold and very scientific and very like in a laboratory and not, you know, but there is an aspect of it that is very cool that most people do not get. And, and thankfully they don't, but some people do not get to do this. I got, um, a, I started buying books for the nursery. Um, and one of the children's books that I bought is a book about IVF and, um, in one of the, I was just reading the book and in one of the, the pages, um, in the book, it says, this is your first picture in the space and embryo. And he was like this, most people do not have a picture of themselves of it as an embryo. And then you, you, I mean, you don't think about that. You don't think like, bitch, I don't give a fuck, but it's like, that is so cool. Like most people do not, you know, and take that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, enjoy that moment. And one thing I want to do is I'm, I, I can't wait to get a picture of the embryo. I'm going to take a selfie with the embryo, bitch. I'm going to be like, this is this is my first picture with my child, bitch. Like, you bitches could really fucking ever. You know? Like, so it's it's exciting. And I'm, I'm just trying to keep it as light and joyous as possible for myself, but also for my parents, um, my friends, my family, especially Tia and I. And, yeah. And I, cause I, I just know how I get, I know 
how I get. And I always worry. I always get in my head of work and just. Whoa. Bitch, excuse me. <laughs> uh, sorry. I got a little emotional, but like, you know, I'm always trying to keep things perfect and just, I don't really allow myself enough wiggle room to, um, I don't allow myself much room to kind of like breathe sometimes. And my mind is always thinking of, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? And I don't always live in the moment. You know, I've done that a lot and I've done some really fantastic things in my career, even in entertainment, mostly fantastic things in entertainment. And I just found myself working so hard, like not working hard, but like just not in the moment. And looking back years later and be like, damn, that was really cool what I did. Wow. And I'm like, I wonder how, it's like someone was like, how did that feel? And I said, you know what? I don't even remember. I remember being there, but I don't remember anything. I just remember being stressed. <laughs> I just remember like stuff like that. And <clears throat> I'm just refusing for this very special point in my life to be riddled with stress stress that's self-imposed at that you know i'm allowing myself to be like you know what relax it's not that deep who cares like i kind of i didn't spiral this this week but there was a little little teeny teeny blip this earlier this week and i was just like you know what i don't really care i'm just going to roll with the punches and i'm not worried about it my ancestors is taking care of everything. I'm good. They made a way. It, it happened. Thankfully, I have the money to do what I need to do. And I didn't worry about it. But I know previous Solomon would have been like spiraling. I would have been stressing out, huffing and puffing. I was like, bitch, letting it go. I'm not, I'm not letting my stress get to me. I'm not letting my overactive mind gets to me like that. I'm going to learn to just trust the process, relax, and enjoy it. And find the joy in all of it, in every single aspect, even the mundane stuff, something as mundane and, and boring as lab tests. I'm going to print them out and put them in my little binder. Maybe one day my child wants to look and, and, and we'll see it. Probably not. <laughs> probably won't give a fuck but I'm gonna do it and I think that's what I really wanted to say I don't even really know what that final thought really is but um I guess try to find a little joy in even the mundane stuff you know even the things that might stress you out a little bit or be very tiresome try to find a little bit of the joy in that and that's all, so moving right along. All right, so that is our show. Um, again, feel free to rate our, rate the podcast five stars and five stars only. Also, please um, write into the show, ask at the Solomon Ray Podcast.com. 
Um, be sure to get your holiday gift sets. Sawraybeauty.com. You already know. You already know. It's and also, oh, side note, the Coochie Clorox, we got less than 80 bottles of the Coochie Clorox. So <clears throat> excuse me. If you're using it for like your face or your coochie, your booty, wherever, I don't really care where you're using it, but um, it will not be restocked till next year. And when it does get restocked, it will no longer be a four ounce bottle. Instead, it would be like a 3.4 ounce bottle, maybe three ounce bottle. I don't know. Um, just so that the girls can travel. Um, but that large four ounce bottle will be discontinued and it will not even come back in stock till next year. So if you are loving the product and it is brightening up whatever spots or darkness that you have going on, now is the time to stock up on it if you want to. It is on sale for $48. Go to sawraybeauty.com. Um, like I said, there's only about 80 or so bottles left. I know some people don't be giving out their business like that when it comes to their business and letting people know stock quantities, but I like to keep it 100 with y'all. Y'all know, like, because I know it's about to sell out, so I just like to let y'all know the, the fucking honest truth. It's only 80 bottles left. So, <clears throat> goddamn, what is going on? Um, so feel free to head over to sawraybeauty.com and snag that up. Also, be sure to snag up your holiday gift sets. Um, also, if you are inclined to listen to the podcast with Tia and I, please go to, um, I don't know where to go to look for life in progress on wherever you're listening, um, on your favorite podcast app or wherever, bitch, I'd be listening on Spotify. So that's where I'd be finding it. So feel free to listen to our episodes there. There's now three episodes and new episodes every Monday. What else? What else? What else? That's it. Yeah. Uh, this time next week, we would be starting our IVF cycle. And I just can't wait. I can't believe like we're like here now. Damn, time be flying back, bitch. Oh, Lord. Yes, I was able to record this episode, at, and it's now 11.22 p.m. I'm going to be able to edit this and have it uploaded by midnight so that the podcast comes every Thursday. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm in Japanese. Because I go to Japanese um, the day after Thanksgiving, but I'm back on that Thursday, the, the following Thursday. So a part of me is like, bitch, I don't even need to like bring... You know, I don't think I need to bring my mic and record a podcast out in Japanese. I don't know. I got to figure that out. But um, anyways, that's all. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. And as always, have a good weekend. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye. Mm -hmm.